Today's episode of the Middle Diamond Podcast is proudly brought to you by our brand new partner, 442 Strike, your number one destination to get the best and authentic kits for a great price. They have the highest quality modern and retro kits that you can show off to all your friends. They also have free shipping, which shows just how great they really are. Make sure you check them out at 442 Strike on Instagram to secure your favorite kits. Boys, we're back again. Welcome along to the Middle Diamond Podcast. Thanks everyone for listening. I'm joined as ever by Josh. Joshy, how are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, boys. Good to be back. Um, unfortunately, it's probably just a little tonight. Rumors have told me that he's still recovering from losing his voice after last week's podcast. It's <laughs> <laughs> pop. I hope you're feeling better. Hopefully, you're listening up. I'm sure, I'm sure you are. We'll pop, see you next week. Probably, probably a man of many words. Uh, <laughs> and Kuzi, Kuzi, how are you? How are you, everyone? Uh, welcome back to the podcast. And uh, hopefully, this is a good one. Just like to say thank you to everyone for uh, their support last week on the podcast. Got plenty of um of plays uh, on yeah. Spotify and Apple Music Apple, Apple podcasts as well. Yeah, everyone, plenty of people tuning in. So yeah, thank you to everyone. Yeah, keep, keep it up. Reach Cambodia apparently. That's what I heard. <laughs> like, yeah, a couple of listeners in Cambodia. <laughs> <laughs> Unreal. Yeah, we're uh, yeah we're reaching new heights. Um, <laughs> plenty going on in the world of football, boys. As ever, uh, I think it's only right to start. At the Carabao Cup final, obviously the fans were back in Wembley. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, you know two completely ends of like, the earth pretty much with Ryan Mason coming up against Pep Guardiola. Did you guys see that graphic? That yeah, I was, was going to mention. That's ridiculous. But like, I don't know if you guys saw the game, uh, but like it looked like City absolutely dominated yeah, them. Right. Um, City was their fourth Carabao Cup in a row. Mm-hmm. Anything else really to say on City winning it in, in that well, aspect? A lot of people criticise the Carabao Cup, obviously. Yeah. I do think it's a tempo trophy. But at the end of the day, silverware, silverware. I think you look at a team like City, they've had this winning mentality for like the last four years minimum. But they had, they did win the Cup of Carabao yeah, Cup. They got that years. squad depth to be able to, exactly. be able but, to do it. But to, yeah, to be fair, Tottenham, you know, they had their stars out there. Harry Kane was back. Yeah. They just they just lack that. They lack that step, you yeah. know. But even you look at, like, I hate to bring it straight to Liverpool, but... Like you look at us, we're in the midst of a, of a poor season. You look at City last season, they had a shit season. But as a consolation, mm. whether you love it or not, whether you rate it or not, they won the Carabao Cup. And you, Josh, you've always said that it's, it gets you in a winning mentality going exactly. forward for the rest yeah. of the season. So, yeah, you look, we know City are going to win the league as well. That's, um, what, that's what I was about to say. Like, literally, they're going to go out and win a double. Who the hell in the world, yeah. their right mind is going to complain about a double? Yeah, exactly. Oh, obviously, I think, it's a, I think Carabao Cup's a trophy where it's like, if you lose first round to like, if you lose first round to like a, Shit, Premier League side, you get away with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just don't want to, you want to avoid that like league one. Yeah, the embarrassing, the embarrassing. But at the end of the day, if you made the quarter final, you probably want to go the whole way because yeah. fixtures do get congested. And like, that's why we touched on Tottenham quickly. I was so surprised in the, in the way Mourinho got sacked because for me, from an outside perspective, I don't really look at and support Tottenham, obviously, as he's known, but I don't really look at the way they go about things as much as in depth as I do for Arsenal. I'm surprised as why. And get rid of Mourinho right before a cup final. Like, yeah, yeah. My, my, my yeah. thinking is that obviously there was one reason and one reason only he got brought in and that was to win a trophy. Mm. But from what I've read, he apparently he completely like, sapped the culture yeah. out of the club. Uh, the only player that was Just still... Didn't, the only player that was still care. What, what would he care about? You know, He's getting his money either yeah, way. He's not, if they, like, get, if it, they get rid of him, they're going to pay him out. Even still, it's, like not that. A pro, it's not a project Just, that the fans can get behind and stuff like that. The way, the way Podge came in, cleared out the dead wood, the way his clock's gone to Liverpool, done the same thing. Yeah, the way yeah. these projects that you can get behind yeah. where you, you embrace the process and... 
I think, yeah, the fact that Mourinho was brought in for one job to win a trophy. And yeah, like I said, from what I've read, the club will know what none us, everyone aside from Harry Kane, their heads are all yeah. gone. Well, you can he understand that. Yeah. Got knocked out of the Europa League. No,我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我
which managers, yeah. you know, are they going to sign? I've, I've seen like a short list. I don't know how reliable it is, but I've seen like Nagelsmann was on it. We know that's not going to happen. I saw Nuno from Wolves. I've seen Rogers from Leicester. I'm not sure why he'd want to leave there though. Oh, I've yeah, seen what a job he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Rogers. Dad mentioned to me, he's like, oh, Brendan Rogers might go to Leicester. By the end of the day, like you said, Leicester or Tottenham? Uh, sorry, he's going to leave Leicester and go to Tottenham. Yeah. And it's like, I can't really see it happening. Like, at the end of the day, you're not guaranteed funds anymore. I don't think, except if you're City or Chelsea, you're not really guaranteed funds. I think he'd get more money at Leicester, Leicester almost. Why? Because their business is unbelievable. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if Leicester go out and sell a big name and um, come in and buy two or three yeah. mediocre names and turn yeah, into superstars. He's a good coach as well. Like, like exactly. Beyond, beyond being good. a good manager, he's a good coach. He, mm, he yeah. makes players better. Yeah. Well, he, 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 I know we, obviously, I don't want to stir you up too much, but you look at what he did with the Liverpool side, obviously he got that bounce, he almost won a title from it. Obviously, we could talk all night, all day and night about the pros and cons. Well, I think he's definitely stepped. He stepped in oh, the wrong direction since. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he won the title. How many managers? You look at like Liverpool, like genuinely one of the biggest clubs, if not the biggest club in the world. Mm. He was thirty nine when he got the job. Yes. So yeah. you look at you look at it there. He you know he was he was unlucky or not. He was mm. unlucky not to win the league. His first season at Liverpool, his transfer budget was twenty million, mm. and I know the market wasn't what it is now. But twenty million yeah, exactly. is nothing, and he had to. He, he he made some dumb signings. He had to clear up the wage bill and get rid of like Dirk Cow and Maxi Rodriguez and stuff. Yeah. Like he got he got yes. dealt with. He got given like shit. He got dealt shit hands, and he, he signed Sturridge mid season. He signed Coutinho mid season for like for twenty million mm-hmm. or something combined. And we started off shit, and we made a good push towards the end. And like in the calendar year of twenty thirteen, I'm fairly certain off the top of my head, we were the best like points wise. We we're one of the better teams in the league. Mm-hmm. And that's competing against Sir Alex's United, City, yeah. Chelsea, Arsenal were decent at the time. Uh, Tottenham, they had Gal- they had Bale as well. Like you look at what he was able to do. Like it obviously went to shit towards the end. And I still think we should have sacked him after we lost to Stoke in that game. I don't think he should have even got the extra yeah. like preseason and all yeah. that. But like you look at what he's done. And when he's when you've got a now, good person like that around the club, and I'm sure he wouldn't have been. Like a, a, a Mourinho would, he wouldn't have lost the change rooms in yeah, that he's sense. Not, he's not, yeah, you he, know, so he, if he's proposing to you of what I'm going to put forward for the next season, you're going to sort of back him. Yeah, you know. And correct me if I'm wrong, but during that time there, what you saw the likes of Andy Carroll, Benteke, am I right? Or yeah, you Andy Benteke, Carroll was where it was in, in and around. So in and around that time, there was like, in my opinion, incorrect signings for too much money. But like, you, look at, you look at the way Liverpool have dealt with their signings now, you look at the way Leicester have dealt with their signings now, it's a completely different business. He, or, when we signed Rodgers... Just before him, was it? Uh, no, but when, when we got Rodgers, we were looking at getting a sporting director, which is what we have now, mm. but we were looking at getting Van Gaal for that job. And Rodgers said, I'm not coming if there's a sporting director. I can't operate on that method. He wanted to be in charge of transfers. So in his last season, yeah. he wanted Benteke, Michael Edwards, who's the, the current sporting director of Liverpool, and he's like, a cult hero, pretty much. Like he's yeah. a genius. Yeah. He wanted Firmino, so they reached like an unhappy compromise and got both. You look at which ones like worked out, which one hasn't. Yeah. That's the thing. But I think Rogers going to Celtic, winning as many trophies as he did, whether it's a Scottish league or not. You know, he still That's won true. trophies. Look at Celtic now. Yeah, yeah, you can see. Yeah, well, he went there. With, he he went there with the task of making them like untouchable, essentially, and he did, and he did it. it. Yeah, and like, and I think it's good for the Celtic, uh, for the Scottish league now that. Likes a Gerald, a young coach. Mm. He's taking a game. And slowly, slowly, we're seeing younger coaches come into the game. You look at someone like Eddie Howe, who's not old himself. What he did with Bournemouth. You look at Nagelsmann, for example. In my, 30, 30, that's what I mean. In my opinion. Those who, like, someone like Eddie Howe, mm. 
I don't see, like, he needs a bit more experience, but he's had plenty with Bournemouth. I know he got relegated, but I don't see why he couldn't attempt a rebuild job at Tottenham or something like that. didn't have a big reputation when he, he got there. He went, was that I think Southampton? Look, I think different sides are special. I think the way Pochettino revolutionised Southampton, Southampton were like a mediocre championship side. Not, I can't remember if he got them up. I'm pretty sure he got them up and he turned them. They were top in one stage under... Nah, you've got your seat. You've got your season mixed up. Nah, he came. So he came in. The, he came in midway through their first season. Like, oh, I saw him. He, oh, couldn't, okay. he, he couldn't speak a word of English. And then yeah, yeah the but next never, season. Never, yeah, never, but it was when never. he went to the Spurs. When he went to Spurs, they got so. Coman, and then they were uh, top at one point. Well, nevertheless, they they had some good brand of football. Like mm-hmm. their, their football was brilliant. And I think Eddie Howe. I think that would be too far apart for him. I think he needs a championship job and get them promoted before he touches yeah. the Premier League again. I saw rumours of um, what's his name. Southgate taking the Tottenham job. If I'll tell you right now, if that bloke get, uh-huh. if he gets a Tottenham job, oh, he's, he's a fool. 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 I think the one yeah. thing they have above everyone else is your physicality. But like for me, I don't think he he's like essentially untouchable at England at the moment. You think because the FA is the FA's bitch. The FA a bit cooked as well. Like yeah, he, got them, he got them to a World Cup semi and they beat like the one good team they versed, Croatia, they got knocked out by. Yeah, well you look at their record there, they got one again with penalties, they won an extra time, they drew a group game. But well, um, they, no, they 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 beat uh Tunisia with a 90th minute. That's why, that's what, that's what, that's they slapped Panama. Panama. Yeah. They slapped Panama, they, they scraped past Tunisia. They lost to Belgium. Because like both, like both yeah. teams were trying to lose that game. Exactly. Because yeah. like the because top, top were the harder draw. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, and then they beat Sweden in extra time. No, they beat, they beat Croatia on penalties. Sweden 2 oh, They didn't beat no. Croatia. Yes, uh, Croatia. no, they beat Colombia. Colombia, sorry. They beat Colombia on pens. Oh, yeah, they beat Colombia on pens. Yep, okay. They yeah, be, yeah then they beat Sweden. I'm watching that on Dre's house. And then they lost to, yeah, yeah. shout out, shout out Dre. Thank you, Dre. He's definitely not watching, he's definitely not listening. He better be. He's um, probably on PlayStation, to be honest. And then they, um, yeah, then they got knocked out by Croatia and then, yeah, lost to Belgium in the third place game. Thank yeah. you, Harry Kane, for not scoring the ball to Sterling. But while we touch on the international managers quickly, yeah. Forgot to say, I could see Mourinho taking a Portugal job. Yeah, I think that's what's one. Oh, yeah, really I think that's one. Good. I think they've got like a, a. I think they're happy with the guy they've got now, Santos. He won the oh, uh, Euros yeah, with them. Got, yeah, but I think because you look at like you got a team of you got big characters. You know, Bruno is a big character. Ronaldo, obviously, big. Like they got a lot of big names. I think you need a, a low key coach sort of thing. That's kind of like yep, yeah, you can do whatever. You, like a relaxed parent. Yeah, sort of thing. That, no, if you no, get Mourinho exactly. in there, he's going to want to make all about you. Yeah, exactly. He's going to want to make all about you. And that's why this guy must have done all right and has yeah. been doing all right because he can manage these guys. Well, you look like at this squad. Ronaldo this squad, and Bruno. This squad is mental. I was going to say, crazy. Crazy. They've, got, they've got one of the be- best mix of experienced players and young and players. Young, yeah. And I would say I'm not even being trying to be biased. I think say the next next step towards that team or that squad with that balance is probably Italy. At the moment, with the amount of good youngsters we have coming through and the amount of experience we have there, yeah. If you look at France, France, France has been a powerhouse for a while though. Mm. They've got a lot of experienced players in their prime. It's yeah, like, they've got top of and they got they, they got a really good system there. And it's yeah. been working for a while, mm-hmm. and I think what we'll see now is they're going to run total domination this year. Whilst we're on international management as well, it, uh, Nagelsmann's been confirmed as Bayern's coach mm-hmm. going into next season. Yeah, it's expected. It hasn't been announced. I think we all know it's probably the yeah. worst kept secret that. After Joachim Lowe finishes up at Germany after the Euros, Hansi Flick will take the job there. Mm. 
what Josh 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 is. I think I think, he's, I think he'd be good for um, a general manager that doesn't scratch his balls every second minute. You know what I mean? Be more yeah. hygienic, especially during COVID. So like, <laughs> you know, no, but Yoki was a very very good coach. He was suited the system there very well. But the way anti flick to just like go straight into that drop. I feel like he's he's he been was doing, he was he was a noise assistant in the past. Yeah, that's right. Look, he must have he must have wanted it for a while, you know. He must have yeah. this must be like that the direction he was trying to take. But when he got this ball, why he's done well with them? I, I was saying to someone today, like, why you look at the Bundesliga man, Bayern Munich is that that, that is a, it's a shit show of a league. Mm. I don't care what anyone says. We we see that right now with. They go out and they sign the best young manager, in my opinion, in the world, but the, probably the only manager that's going to challenge Bayern in the next four or five years. They go out and get him. Yeah. They go out and get probably one of the, probably the, one of the, the, one most, of the best centre-backs in the, the world. Most, the most wanted young centre-back. Yeah, they probably they go yeah, out and get him. Like and it's like, fucking hell, they haven't, it's not the first time I've done this either. Mm. They stole Hummels eight, seven years ago. I stole Lewandowski seven years ago. They stole Goethe from yeah. Dortmund. And I think the thing is now, Hans Flick came in and he, he, achieved, he achieved what no other Bayern Munich manager has done, and that's winning the Champions League since, yeah, obviously, since, 2013, yeah. whatever it was. And you put your hands on me and say, all right, I'm done. What else do you do? I don't want to come in here and lose to a Frankfurt in a German Cup and get myself sacked because of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you I'm look at Kovac, Kovac, Kovac won the double. Yeah. He won the league. They, they were shit. That They were not great that season. Mm-hmm. We we made, we made them look horrible. Liverpool made them look horrible. Yeah. Games. yeah. They were really poor that second leg. And then Kovac won the league and won the cup. And then he got sacked uh, after like a couple of shitty results. Yeah, mm. I think the thing with Bayern as well, like I think they've got a different type of flair now. Obviously, Rivery and um, Robin were getting old. Robin, very very good player, but I'm the one trick pony. Yeah, yeah but it's a one trick. It's a one trick. They are just so set with um, not just their depth, but their like replacement of players. Yeah, like that, someone like my favorite one, apart from Liverpool players, my second favorite player. Joshua Kimmich. Yeah. Yeah. I love that dog guy. Dog. <laughs> I was going to say dude. Yeah. Um, for Lam to leave them, yeah, yeah who's, he's, who's he's had he's, such a great career, and, and to replace up. him, yeah. you know, and they just get every every guy they want, they get him, you know. Yeah, exactly. And watch Uba Makano, now that Boateng's leaving, Uba nah, Makano, both are. Yeah, that's, that's what I was about to say, Philip Lam is probably one of the greatest services Football, yeah. Left, they, go, they get Kimmich. Um, Alaba gets older. They got Alfonso Davis breaking through the ranks. Boateng and Hummels are old. They leave. You got people like Kuba Mekano. They got that other young Lucas Hernandez. Hernandez. They got Hernandez mm. as well. They got Pavard. Pavard. Their squad depth is killer. And you look at their wingers as well. The likes of um, Kizik Komen, Nabri, Douglas Costa, and Sane. You know, and you got you got an older Lewandowski who's probably in the. Freaking the peak of his life. Triple Moting, yeah, like, in my opinion, the most underrated player in Europe. Yeah. Like, I don't care what anyone says, he just is decent. He just is decent. But, but the, thing, the, look, the way I see with Triple Moting is that like, if he went back to Stoke, he doesn't look kind of place. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, he doesn't yeah but that's because he's been there. Yeah, but he sent to Bolton and he doesn't look kind of place, in my opinion. That's what I'm Yeah, saying. but he puts, but to be fair, he puts gold, he bangs gold for the he missed last year. For PSG, yeah, yeah. that was it. <laughs> Look, I don't know. I think the next it'll be interesting to see what the goalkeeper situation is with Bayern over the next couple of years. I think Neuer's getting to his last legs. Yeah. But keepers can go longer. Yeah, I think they, when you're yeah. in a when you're in a farmers league, it doesn't really matter, it's irrelevant. Yeah. And I generally for the next ten years I think that's gonna turn into a Scottish league where Bayern Munich will run right for the next ten years. Well they, 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 but that's yeah. when they're ninth league. Yeah, exactly. The closest to them is Dortmund. 
But even who I reckon will lose Holland, Holland, Bellingham, probably Sancho, Sancho, those players. I don't think they're going to stay there for another two years. Max, and and that's what I'm saying. Like the way that whole, I could never see the Premier League operating the way the Bundesliga does. I think Dortmund's new manager is from um, watching Gladbach or something. But he's he's highly rated. Highly rated. Bayern go and get Leipzig's manager. Yeah, Bayern sign any players they want. Dortmund are like they're like the ones in the middle where they, they they always rebuild. Then they have a couple of years of shit they rebuild again by these players they go on to bigger and better things yeah. and they're a feeder club literally, literally. whereas Bayern for some like you look at Sane who left obviously he's German and mm-hmm. like Bayern is like the dream club for like any German player yeah. but he left consistently challenging to win the Premier League he won two Premier League titles if he sticks around this season you never know maybe last season if he doesn't get injured maybe they put up a bit better of a fight to Liverpool so he's gone from leaving consistent trophies where he yeah, won like right. six or seven trophies or whatever to go back to Bayern because it's a, that's the end that's a finishing club with Dortmund not that like playing though he wasn't at City oh no Pep would drop him here and there and stuff and I think that frustrated but he, him but you look, you look at that as well like, you look at that quality that had there, even back then let alone now it's like his players have to be dropped yeah, he, yeah. He, the way I see it with City, and yeah, I think you have to be on. Board. That's why City have, have under, to be on board. That's why City yeah. have underachieved so much is because they haven't had a really good Champions League run as well as winning a title. Do you know what I mean? When you got that yeah, squad there, when you're yeah. when you're you're not prioritizing one, you're prioritizing both. Yeah, you're resting players, and you don't you only you only can't pass quarterfinals. It should be unacceptable, in my opinion. And that's why people criticize Guardiola. That's why City get probably I would say a bit more criticism for on the field stuff than what they do. Hundred percent. But yeah, 100%. The, the merit yeah. the merit said that's why I think this year. If, if I don't win the Champions League this year, it's not far yeah, out. You can be this a great club, but if you haven't won the Champions League, like, <laughs> this, is, this is awkward. And imagine... Like, you, yeah. no, you know what I'm saying? Though, like, <laughs> jokes aside. <laughs> but like, I remember when I went to watch the Champions League against Donovan Zagreb, it's like you got Sterling on the bench, you got Guerra on the bench, got, I think Bernardo Silva was on the yeah, bench. Yeah, squad's a joke. It's like, holy shit. And then you look, even look at their back line, like, that's probably their weakest link there, but they got Diaz, Laporte, even someone like Nathan Ake, who doesn't even get a run in. Yeah. John Stein. But and they signed for 40, 40, 40, 40 million. million. But that, that brings me to the next topic whilst we're, on, whilst we're talking about City. Following the cup final, mm-hmm. Gary Neville said that Pep is probably the greatest manager of all time. I don't agree. Not yet. I don't think, I don't think for me, I don't think I could say he probably never will because there's a few criteria sort of thing. For me, but he, he probably played the best foot. He's probably like pioneered the greatest style of football we've ever seen because that Barcelona team mm-hmm. was a joke. Untouchable. And he did it with Bayern, what Rodgers did with Celtic or either, you know, or vice versa sort of mm-hmm. thing. He made them untouchable, played some absolutely outstanding football. Did he but win the Champions League with Bayern? Yeah. No, that's what that's what I was going to get to. Yeah. He's won two Champions Leagues, both with Messi. Mm. Messi's won one. Messi's won one. Jack said this a million times at school, by the way, but keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I already said this like early on in the yeah, probably. But look, look. It depends on context. If you say in in world football, I think there's merit towards it. But I don't, I don't think it's possible for people to get past Jose Mourinho in the Premier League, let alone Arsene Wenger and Serge Ferguson. When you talk about the greats of managing, yeah. because those two, those two men that they built dynasties. Yeah, yeah. and it wasn't a two, three year deal with a lot of money. It was bringing up youngsters. Bringing them into a squad, well, you look winning at, championships, you look at, you winning look at, cups, like, rebuilding. Like you know, you look at the blueprint they sort of set. Like Sir Alex would go out and sign like the best player, sort of the best young player from like young teams. Like he went and signed Rooney, he'd signed Ferdinand, and then like uh, Cantona, yeah. Cantona was coming up for Leeds. He goes and signs him, and that takes him over the top. 
But I think like with Wenger, he tapped into a market in France that had never been seen before. And he literally completely changed everything about the sport. And you say that, yeah, he 100% did. Even the way he went about like, the small things like nutrition. Nutrition like, training, yeah. He, yeah. he completely revolutionised yeah. the way we And that's the that. things you've got to look at he, more. Yeah, and, just, he, and people don't actually realise how much of an impact Arsene had on English football. Yeah, because you look at when he came in in, what, 96? Mm-hmm. A lot of clubs, like United would have been ahead of the train or the head of the, the train. Yeah, they just... Like, would have been ahead of the... Yeah, like, yeah. Um, well, like... <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, fuck. What's train of thought? <laughs> train pump. <laughs> no. For example, in, in, those, in, those, yeah, days, in, in those early 90s, right? You'd have players going out. Yeah, no. That, there was still, yeah, smoking, there was still that drinking. There's still that drinking culture. Exactly. Sort of thing. So, so I think Ceramics was one of the first to get rid of that. Mm. Um, and then Avenia came in and no, took that to the next extreme. Yeah. I was, I was already in Ross book and Inra was saying like Benga made you take my we should have a kid so we've had a time I've mentioned the Josh doesn't work oh she not today but in the past yeah I mentioned the once about oh shit I remember you know you probably just looked at the pictures and read the back of it I read that I book my dad probably read it and summarised nah I thought it was going to he saying like there'd be three or four different like vitamins or different pills that you need to take each day to like keep up like your eye and things and say like, yeah. small things but he was saying when he left and went back to West Ham or went to West Ham yeah they wouldn't know any they wouldn't do it so what he used to do was he'd catch up the physio right every couple of weeks and he'd get those pills there to keep him out of the game yeah. and, he, and slowly but surely I think as the team's caught up to that you could see like how much he's developed this kind of new system this whole regime yeah. how it's just not only about what you do on the pitch yeah. it's, so, it's, so, it's, it's almost as important if mm. not more important well you look, at, you look at us playing in like a state league for example we're playing in what NPL playing in like probably the best division we can play in this state like, yeah. now now all of a sudden if you want to make it as a league sportsman you've got to do those small things your sleep has to be correct mm. your eating has to be correct you have to drink enough amount yeah, of water and at the end of the day that's the difference between a good player and a great player I think that's the difference between like a great player and an elite player a good, a good manager and a great manager I think so as well, yeah. yeah. And it, I, don't, I don't think it's just the manager. I think it's the whole system. Yeah. But you look at it. But then, <laughs> you, but, but if you look at the English system, where compare it to other countries, it's the coach or the manager runs the show. Like we just spoke twenty minutes ago yeah, about sports directors. Say. They run the transfers. Yeah. They run the nutrition. They probably run have a big say in the sport exercise department. They have, a, they have a, say in the academy. Well, I was reading. Uh, I was reading an article about like. Sorry to go back to Mourinho. I was reading an article about where it all went wrong for him United. Mm. And like Van Hull had spent like millions on this like sports science department. Mm. And Mourinho completely got rid of all of it for his own sort of thing. And he he got rid of all this recovery stuff. And like it was like, oh, it's all right. I can tell if players are injured or not. And then he started calling out like, like he made Smalling play through an injury once, yes, he play through a toe injury, and he ended up being a double fracture. But, but he this made is later on in his career when I feel like no, when, when you've yes. got all the information and resources available to like, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. like I remember reading like this season. Oh, sorry, I read a lot. Yeah. I remember reading this season about Liverpool and how like we've got like red, we've got players in like a red zone where they they can't play because they need rest, and then you've got players in like a yellow zone who are okay. Like you need to manage their minutes, sort of thing. Like, how do they? So how do they judge that? Oh, they like they run, run they run, run their tests. They yeah. obviously like you, you'd be able to tell like physios and sports science and stuff would know like based on like the fatigue of players how yeah. they're putting up. Like when like I'm pretty sure when, when Klopp when Klopp got there, like he made the players like when the players get to training, they have to like tell the doctor, team doctor, whatever, like how they slept, how many hours they got, like mm. the quality of their yeah. sleep, sort of thing. Like they they take it to the extreme. Like well, they run so many tests. Though, yeah. Because I've yeah. seen, like, I even watch these YouTubers of 
um, in America who play in the second the second league under the, the MLS in America. And every morning before they go to training, they got to get this app out and they got to answer all these questions. I know it's about COVID. <laughs> I know it's about COVID, but then it goes into just how their diet is and how their yeah. sleep was. Well, well, Darren Burgess, for example, the, uh, what's he, how are you explaining the sports society? He's an ex-sus physiologist. Yeah, ex physiologist. He's been at Liverpool, Arsenal, Port, was mm-hmm. with Australia. Melbourne Demons. Melbourne Demons, yeah. Someone like him, I'm, I'm pretty sure, yeah, yeah, obviously you run your diet. He was someone that used to maintain like your sleep and all that. And I think nowadays we see it, especially like, I see it now when I have a shit sleep. It's like, fuck, your whole day's gone. If you're training at elite, elite, yeah. like an elite level, these small things do make the most well, you look, And you're looking at players, and that's why I like Klopp, like earlier in the season, that's why he was complaining about like twelve o'clock kickoffs after playing on a after playing on a Wednesday night in the Champions League and stuff like that. Because yeah, exactly. your sleep is like so important for your recovery. Yeah. Like if you're not sleeping minimum eight to nine hours, your recovery is gone. It's not going to be as good. You're going to have that fatigue. And if you're playing every three days, as these elite players are, especially this season, mm. which is unlike any other with the amount of fixtures, mm. yeah. if you're playing every three days, it is so crucial. I don't even know how we've got on this. Time. No, but it's still, it's still, yeah. still it's well, it's, look. Not taking anything away from Pep Guardiola. Back to what we were saying originally. <laughs> yeah, instead of talking so about sleep, doctors. Um, you can't take away the style of weight, the style he's played, the trophies he's won in them in that amount of time to take away that he's the greatest of all time. Look, I think the one thing what? that he, the one thing that he has on his back is that all of it's probably been a bit money driven. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. That's why, like, this season, See, like, I, he's going to go on to win it. I think it does. I, I, it, 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 it does, not, Chris. It does, but... Because you look at this season... You can't take that away no, I, and I, say he, that's a reason why yeah, he's not. He, he because he, you he, can he, have these... You, you've done. seen these managers who've spent a lot of money, yeah? No, obviously, which you're, you're obviously you, can, you can blow the money. You've got to make it work. But, like, you look at this season, he's going to win another Premier League and he's won another trophy, like, another League Cup. But you look at it, he's been lucky with injuries... And he's he's had the most money. He's had the most money, okay, which to be able to build the biggest yeah, squad. So when everyone's exhausted, you look at how shit they started their season. How much better everyone else was. Everyone gets tired, and what do you know? He's got a squad of like twenty five exactly. players. Where he where that's the, that makes a huge difference, especially this season. When you're traveling every two day, every four days, right? Sleeping, you get home at three in the morning, and you got players like that, that caliber there. It obviously going to help, but with Guardiola, right? Tell me another manager in world football that has been able to spend one hundred twenty mil on fullbacks. In no, one, not, in full, one, not, not fullbacks, just, just right backs. In, yeah, in one window. Like, yeah, please. There's please. been plenty of managers who have spent yeah, oh, yeah, well, as yeah, much. I agree, I agree with that. that. Like, even Man United, who? you know. Who? Mourinho. Mourinho. Fucking Luke Shaw. Didn't Luke Shaw cost like 50 million? That was, that was Van Hull. But you look at But you look about like this. You look at the price. We'll go back to Rodgers. If you look at him, when we sold Suarez... He, and he got all this Champions League money. He went out and signed Lovren, Emre Chan, uh, Moreno, Manquillo, fucking Balotelli, Lambert, Lalana. Like he signed all these players, and he went tits up for him. Like he spent, he got money to spend. Like to his point, he's gonna make seventy six million on Pepe. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, like, is someone like, like Pepe overpriced? Yes, one hundred percent. But I, I don't, not to that. I don't think to that degree. But I think there's merit to why he spend a bit extra on a young kid with that flair. Black was about to touch on City, right, with Guardiola. Guardiola signed smart players. The way he's not an issue for him. He'll sign players that are smart, that can understand their role. Look at someone like Cancelo, right? Four or five weeks ago, he's playing left back, playing as one of the best centre midfielders in the world. Yeah. Pulling strings of no tomorrow. He signs smart players, smart defenders, he still, and he signs he still, slurry attackers. He still won the league with 
Fabian Dilfer at left back. And I was about to say, you know, that's he's, a thing. Yeah, but he plays like, 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 like with his system. We'll go back to his coaching. He's his smart. System. But, he, smart. Yeah, but he plays with inverted fullbacks. So they come in and essentially play as defensive midfielders. Yeah, that's that's exactly, why that's exactly. why you can afford to play Dilfer left wing. Back. And, yeah, and I was about to say, Zinchenko's a midfielder. That's why you can afford to play him. One of the team in the world, one of the manager is going to have the power to sign a player from Aston Villa for 40 mil. When he just signed the contract three days before, I think it was. Actually I don't know. Was it wasn't. He Pep didn't sign him though. Oh, it was, was um, Pellegrini. Pellegrini. Regardless, same person. Why the Pellegrino? What are the, uh, yeah, what's Manuel, Manuel Pellegrini. Pellegrini. Well, besides the point, why the club is going to have that power to do so? But if you yeah. look at it as well, to Kuz's point, you could say like when you talk about the amount of money he's got, but you look at a lot of the players. This goes to him not as a manager, as a coach, and his ability to make mm-hmm. plays better. He didn't sign Aguero. He didn't sign De Bruyne. He didn't sign Sterling. He didn't sign Company. Uh, I'm trying to think who else on the top of my head. Did it sign? Uh, yeah, he did sign John Stones. Did he sign Walker? Yeah, he signed. No, no. Well, uh, he he was a, John Stones was his sign. I firmly believe because I think no, he was, he was, he was, he was. Yeah, no, no, he, I, wasn't I there, he wasn't there. He wasn't there. I'll put my left on him. That being him signing his sign. But he but he's made some. Like, he didn't sign David Silva. David Silva was used. Well, but he has that. signed a few duds. Well, not duds, but he has, he's signed players that haven't really but, worked but out. I think, but it's irrelevant for a club like that because they've got money to spend. Yeah, we talk, we touched on Nicholas Pepe. Nicholas Pepe has not been. Real bad fast. That happens at City. No one, but no one back exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. If whereas you guys, yeah. Whereas you guys, you broke your transfer. Yeah, but which exactly. which studs has he has he brought well, in? I'm, I'm trying no, to think of the say it would be well, 70, 72 million. Like Rodri, right? You know, so, but I'm, I'm, I think Rodri's his straps a bit more this season. Yeah. But you look at the way he came in last year for that big buck, for that big amount of money. But he's still. I'll take it. I'll, I'll defend this argument like forever that. If they played uh, Fernandinho last season in the six instead of Rodri, they yeah, wouldn't have been uh, as shit defensively as they were. I'll take that to the grave with me. Like also, like Rodri works this season when he's got two proper centre backs and mm-hmm. you know they're they're better this season or whatever, and they have they got their health. And the same way with Fabinho, mm-hmm. as soon as Fabinho goes back, as good as Fabinho has been a centre back, yeah. as soon as it's he goes a, back into defensive midfield, it's a good short term fix. It's yeah. a very good short term fix. But when you're trying to build a title winning team, you can't yeah. do so. And it's you look at you look at the way Guardiola bought this year. He signed Ruben Diaz, one of the best youngsters in the world, right? He's 23. 60, 64 million. Uh, yes, yeah. but also you sign Nathan Ake, right? You, you you sign him for one purpose, one person, one purpose only. Safety first. If Laporte gets injured, you got a left footed centre back coming into that team, and you're gonna laugh. But end of the day. A player, a coach like him, right? In that system, there is so crucial. You don't understand how crucial it is. Because you've seen, we've Josh, seen, we've Josh seen the we've seen the likes of John Stones, we've seen the likes of Austin Mendes. What's his name? Mari came up to us. Dude, at the end of the day, when you're trying to play that, it makes a difference. It makes a difference. This is, uh, this is maybe, maybe, maybe for Pep, it makes a big difference. But my, my thing always goes back to this argument. Liverpool won the league last season of course. with Gomez and Van Dijk as their two centre backs, and wouldn't you believe it? They're both yes. right footed. But it's not. I'm not yeah. saying it's going to make or break a freaking title, title challenging team. What I'm saying is it helps in your system. It helps. Okay, the way but do you know what? To be fair, my opinions kind of changed with that a bit. Like I think there's it's a, a bit of merit because you look at Bayern. They play. They play. Uh, what's his name? Alaba on the left side of their back of their centre backs. He's left footed. Like, I, I, I think there's no, some. Look, I think no. there's imagine, some. Imagine, imagine, but imagine putting. Right right imagine having a left footer. Imagine having a left footer at right centre back. Just try and imagine that. Yeah, enough said, I think. It's, it's like a right footer, left centre back. Yeah, I think you see that's probably the weak point in centre back pairings. It's uh, right footed on the left hand side. You can say what you want. You know what? Like, you put a left footer there. I remember Jamie Carragher said it once. You can play a left footer on the right side. I think, especially defensively, up going forward, it doesn't really matter. You can play a left footer on the right side, but you can't play a right footer on the left side. Or going forward defensively. Defensively. 
But a lot of we're just we're just literally out here saying that we. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I kind of agree with you, but you look at going forward, like you look at Messi so, on the right wing, yeah, mate. Sane on the right well, wing. But at the end of the day, when you're in the final third, right, it's your conscience irrelevant. It's soft to the player. Yeah, and that, that brings unpredictability. Oh, do you know what I mean? Look, look, the way I see it, right, the way I see it is that the coach's job is to get the ball from the defensive third to the attacking third. You should have faith in your attackers it, to put that ball in the back line. No, but, no, but, you, but you, you can say that, but I don't think uh, Sterling's numbers are anywhere near they are what they are oh, yeah. without Pep because his system, is he's got to make that run. He's at yeah. that back post every time yeah. for the pullback. Or he's at the you know the edge no, of the six yard box. Yeah, okay. Exactly, it's about the build up. It's about it's about Ray's being in the right spot and stuff like that, and their movement and things like that. You know, you don't just. But work I don't on think that I don't think that's clear cut for a manager to bring him. I think that's part of the player's game. If you're if you're freaking on the other side, if your first instinct is to run back stick, then yeah, I think you have problems. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But like you, you can say that, but like maybe maybe that's not your first instinct sort of thing. Because you look at Sterling, like when Pep's played, like if Sterling played on the left, he played on the left a lot for Liverpool. If you look at him on the left, he's got and he's right footed. His natural instinct kind of be to come inside. So if you look at he play, if he's playing on the left with Pep, he's gonna mm. Pep's he'd like put it in his brain, be at the back stick. And how many tap ins does he score? Yeah, and how many does he miss as well? Exactly. Speaking speak speak about City, speaking speaking of missing, we'll quickly we'll quickly touch on the Champions League this week. Yeah, no, but I want to touch on one player, one player only. The man himself, Timo Werner. Yeah. What are your thoughts on him? Oh, you you roll your eyes. You call me biased, whatever. I don't think he's as big a meme and misses as many chances and whatever as he is if if Klopp gets him. That I I, I don't know why. Yeah. I, I, it's just because he wasn't like this at Leipzig. Yeah. You look at him under on a really good manager in Nailsman, yeah, he scored thirty goals or whatever last season. I think if you I think if you put him under Klopp Chelsea's team still like with their changing managers and it, shit it, like I that. I think if you swap Jota with Werner, because that's who we were looking that was the battle between the yeah. two. If you swap those two I think you get more. You'll get more from Werner. Werner will give you more production than what Jota what has. Last year, like, so last year, the year before, there was one like attribute team where Werner had that I thought stood out above everything else, and that was pace. pace. I thought it was one quick. I don't see him at Chelsea getting him behind as much as he used to at Leipzig. Uh, when, Do you know what I mean? When I, when he first came, that first game against us. He, he was dangerous. Yeah. 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 He, missed that one, he missed that sitter as well. He right? missed a sitter, but you can see I actually was was worried, worried yeah. when he threat. got in the pool. Because you could see it. I don't watch him. I don't watch him every week. But when he played on the left, he actually was dangerous because yeah. he had that room to run at players. The way I see it now, he's coming to be like a pointer. I mean, why? You got Tammy Abraham to bury anything around yeah, the But Drew, Drew is passing now. That's, I don't think. I don't Drew, agree. I don't nah. think. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, last season, he was second. the reason they made top four. Yes, yes. I don't think Joel's going to re-sign him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because he's a better club now. He cost us two titles. He's a better club now. When did he cost you two titles? And he got a 9% conversion rate in the year uh, Leicester won the title. 9%. He scored 16 your, goals in the league. Your number one striker had a 9% conversion rate. You've got likes of Primez and Ozil feeding him balls. And our main striker has 9% conversion rate. And you're telling me that doesn't cost you a title. How reliable is that? My please, that's disgusting. That is disgusting. That's my striker. My please. I don't know. For me, there is no plan B better than Olivier Giroud. But the way I see it is that Giroud is not going to re-sign at Chelsea. Yeah, because they will go back to France or something. Probably, but they, if they lose Tammy Abraham, it's a Conte type signing at Inter. It was Dad's army, army, bunch of over thirty-five. Yeah, he's, he's he's cut out for that team. Yeah, mm. you know, as you say, but I don't yeah. understand. They're going to probably go out and sell Abraham when he that he is probably who they wish Timo Werner was at this point in time, in my opinion. That's what I think. Yeah. That's what I think. Abraham, Timo Werner suited Rafa's system perfectly. You get four or five chances, you can afford to miss two. 
when you're playing for Chelsea, you get one chance, maybe two, you need to bury both. And I think today is probably a big indicator because you get that second away goal going back at Stanford Bridge. Just over. Oh, pretty much, yeah. pretty much. Mm. And you look at someone like Karim Benzema, that's what he has on, that's what he has on top of every other striker in the world, probably except Lewandowski at the moment, and probably the last five or six years. Okay. And Harry Kane, no, you know, uh, yeah, and Harry Kane, because yeah. they're clinical. Yeah. They're clinical, Aguero, clinical, poetry of the box, finishes his dinner, yeah? That's why Sterling gets criticised. Why um, Jesus gets criticised. That's why Werner gets. I can't believe you're leaving Tommy Urich out of that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. No. I get you. That's the way I, I see it. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, but he's just. Oh, yeah. Have you guys seen what um Tuchel has come out and said like in the past no, few weeks? No. Oh, this morning he said something about. You just got to, what can you do about it? You can get upset about it, you can regret mm-hmm. it, but you just got to keep going and focus on the next match. Mm-hmm. Which is like, that's good to say. Obviously, he's going to come out to the press and say that, but that's what he's got to do. He's just got to like, have that killer instinct yeah. to be like... He needs, well, the thing is, like you, you always say this, with stri- when strikers are in shit form, you, they need to tap in. That, that's because that gets and him he, their confidence back. That's the thing, you can't, you can't say that with him because he fucking misses every... That's, he misses no, all that's, the that's what I was going to say that, yeah. A player, someone told me today, he's like, someone I've learned his confidence. I was like, yeah, I agree. Yeah, you can feed him balls of training, you can score million tapings, but at the end of the day, when you're missing from four or five yards out on a regular basis, I think there's problems. Mm. I think the problem lies beyond confidence. I think the problem lies beyond the system. Just a chaos. Maybe he needs to see a witch doctor or something. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but I don't know, I don't know. I think Chelsea, I think Chelsea next year they sign one or two players. They're gonna they're gonna be freaking dangerous. You know, it's a little bit on topic, and I'll just quickly say this. Mm. I respect and I Solskjaer has got United playing better than I ever thought they would. Mm. But you look at Chelsea, controversially sacked Lampard, went out and got a better manager. Mm. Like it, or, love it or not, Tuchel is a better manager. I think United. Mm. I think United have. Missed their opportunity, sort of thing, to sack Solskjaer after they got knocked out by Leipzig or something like that to get Pochettino when he's available. Yeah, agree, agree. But the way I see it, with the way United have gone the last six years, what they've brought in, um, David Moyes, mm-hmm. they brought in, um, Ben Hull, they brought in, Rindu. you need to bring a bit of probably sustainability within that setup. You need to, you need to have faith in the manager because you go for the time, play by the full time, sack a manager, go get a Pochettino, and have Pochettino, got these guys spend 200 mil. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, what are you gonna do? That's why, that's why people are calling for Arteta's head. To some degree, there's merit with that. But at the end of the day, like, I don't think, as an overall perspective, this season we deserve to be tenth. I think it's come down to a lot. So two things. I think it's come down to incorrect substitutions at the wrong times, and I think it's come down to <laughs> what? And I think it's come down to how is that? Because when you need when you need a player to come and make an impact, you don't bring on Milian. When you got a young kid like Reese Nelson, we got a young yeah, kid. Yeah, I, I can make the same. Game. But Josh, I can. Uh, the thing is, I can make the same argument for Klopp because when we were slapping Newcastle on the weekend, yeah. and the player who's who was running the show, Thiago, who's the first player he brings off, Thiago. Yes, okay, that's my point. But, but, but at the end of the day, but at the end of the day, but at the end of the day, we played. Th- there's been 33 um, games this season. Me, you can blame a few substitutions here or there. Finish what I'm saying. And I think the big aspect of where we are at the moment is individual errors from players. Look how many red cards we've got this summer season. Look how many mis- like Bernard Nemo's mistake this week sums it all up. That, you don't do Shaka. Shaka against Burnley. I think that's harsh. Yeah, I think that's harsh. I think there's been a couple of red, card, red, couple of red cards, a couple of VR decisions that have gone out of our way. And you look at the millimetres that have cost us 
over the last few weeks. I can make the same argument. A, of lot, course, of te- a lot of teams can make of that course, argument. Of course, of course. I personally yeah. think when you add the VAR mistakes, I think you guys haven't been good enough and no, deserve to come no, I think you guys no, should no, be playing your left no. foot and centre back a bit. We have, I'll tell you what, when Murray <laughs> playing with this. I think you guys should spend a bit more no, money I, on that. I just want to say, I just want to say. We're just from the French league. Go on, Josh. No, I don't think we've been great this year, but I would rather us play the way we are now than us play where we were under Emery. Because I think Emery's yeah, well playing was a, it was a recipe for disaster. I tell you, you bring in a couple more players and our system will work. Yeah. And I firmly believe that. And that's what I have to say about that. Well, Josh, I think we'll leave it there for tonight. And Kuzi as well. I think we'll leave it there. Thank you, Papa. Thanks, thanks, Papa. Unfortunately, for not, thanks, Papa, for not being here. Sorry, Blake. Um, we miss you. I love you. We'll hopefully be back again next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening. Hopefully, we didn't break your balls too much with, the again, the lack of structure with this episode. We, we, we started talking about Guardiola. And ended up talking about uh, the importance of sleep. So, <laughs> make, sure, make sure you take a voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've all got degrees. So we've all got yeah. our say. So, like, follow us on the Middle Gone podcast. If you watch the uh, podcast on Spotify, please screenshot it and tag us in it if you yeah. would like. Yes, <laughs> yes. And you got a bit more clout on the Instagram. Yes. Yeah, get those bad girls following you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're an idiot. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening once again. <laughs> we'll be available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcast from. We'll be there. That's at the Middle Diamond Podcast. Uh, yeah, follow us on Instagram as well. And yeah, thank, thank you, Mark and Bonnie and Brothers. Hopefully, you're listening again. <laughs> <laughs> Ciao. Thanks. Right. Ciao.